It's a lot. It's <laughs> relationships it's really are. <laughs> relationships are just. It's a gamble. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after a nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You have selfish, ignorant citizens. You're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee deep in a pool of stagnation. No, no, no. Wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, right, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. My name is Stephen Smith. I'm here. I'm joining the studio with Jihan Williams, who's an advocate for JAL justice at <laughs> love. That's what I choose to remember. That's what she told me to remember. Jihan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And today we're going to be talking about love, which is the last part of the Trinity for Jihan. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be talking about relationships. Jihan has some extremely interesting ways of seeing it. <laughs> um, and I want to know everything about it. So we're going to dig deep into that. But before we get into that, we're going to do our fact or fiction section. We're going to give Jihan five statements. We're going to ask her if they're true of their faults. Mm-hmm. And Gian, it's about chocolate. I talked to her before the show and she doesn't like chocolate, but unfortunately, that's Not what that I think. Not that I don't like it. I'm, I just don't go crazy over it like I see like, some people. Like I don't crave it or anything like that. See, just, man, it's just there. Not even like a hot cocoa, like you don't feel like... I hot. like hot chocolate. Oh, yeah, you do like hot yeah, chocolate. Sorry. I like drinking hot chocolate, but... Um, to say, oh God, I need a piece of chocolate to right feel now? better. No. <laughs> Does chocolate even make you feel better? No. Okay. Uh, me and you both. I think chocolate just tastes good. That's yeah, I mean. that's it. Like that's it, it tastes good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, fiend for it. I'm like, oh my God, I could use a chocolate now. Yeah, like I see a chocolate fountain and it's like, oh, <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 it's a chocolate fountain. That's not me either. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Number one, white chocolate contains more cocoa than milk chocolate. White chocolate contains more cocoa than milk chocolate. True or false? Um, this is a real guess. I would say true. It's false. Really? Yes. <laughs> the thing is, white chocolate isn't technically chocolate as it contains no cocoa solids or cocoa liquor. Oh, really? So it's yeah. a fake chocolate? It's fake. Go figure. I don't know why they call it chocolate. Mm. That don't make any sense. But it no, makes I dollars. Guess, I guess it, it it catches the people who like chocolate. So you feel like you're getting a different variety. Yeah, that's it. I thought yeah. it was dyed chocolate, but okay. Uh, All right, number two. M&M's were created as a means for parents to both control the amount of sugar their children consume and minimize the chance of chill, small children choking by creating bite-sized pieces. M&M's were created as a means for parents to both control the amount of sugar their children consume and minimize the chance for small children to choke by creating bite-sized pieces. True or false? Again, that this is from simply a totally uneducated position. It sounds too specific to be false. So I'll say true. It's false. <laughs> M&M's were created in 1941 as a means for soldiers to enjoy chocolate without it melting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I specifically made it very, very specific. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. Mm, tricky. It's got to go with your heart here. Yeah, just, like I said, it doesn't move me. At all. <laughs> the company's longest lasting slogan reflects this. Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. M&M's. Oh. Yeah. 
All right, number three, eating dark chocolate every day reduces the risk of heart disease by one third. Eating dark chocolate every day reduces the risk of heart disease by one third. True or false? No, I know this. I know it has. I know dark chocolate has um, really good benefits, particularly for people who suffer with. Um, yeah, things that have to do with the blood and so on, with the magnesium and all of that. But Very is it specific. a third? <laughs> no, that's my question. I don't think I would ever pitch. Me. I don't think I would ever pitch like that. No, but I think um, yeah, I would say I would say true because only because I know that dark chocolate actually has some really good health benefits. And it's true. Yes, okay, the highest <laughs> level of chocolate consumption were associated with thirty-seven percent reduction in cardiovascular disease. Yeah. And a 29% reduction in stroke compared with lower levels. Yeah, stuff to do with your, your, your blood, like high blood pressure and stuff yeah. like it that. It regulates. Yeah. All right, number four. A lethal dose of chocolate for, human, for a human being is about 22 pounds of 40 dairy milk bars. A lethal dose of chocolate for a human being is about 22 pounds of 40 dairy milk bars. Stephen, why you find these questions here? This is so weird. It is, right? <laughs> Chocolate is lethal. I don't even know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I see somebody dead from eating eggs the other day. Um, 22 pounds is quite a lot of chocolate. What What is this like in one sitting kind of thing? Yeah, in 24 hours. Um, boy, I ain't got a horse in the race. So <laughs> I would say false. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, like it's true, but then again, if you think about it, 22 pounds, 22 pounds God, is a lot. Like, like, who, like, I don't even know if a human being could a human being consume 22 pounds of anything in 24 hours. 20 that's that's what I was thinking. Like, 22 is a lot, but you said over um, a 24, 24 hour, hour period. period. That's so, if thing. you think could about you? it, like a pound a chocolate per hour. That's a like lot. Like, somebody could probably commit that? to that. When you think about people who do, like, these, these hot dog eating competitions, competitions and stuff like that. But I even wonder if you could eat 22 pounds of hot dogs. Because it's a, it's a lot. It's, yes, you probably can. Yeah. Because the, yeah. the thing is, hot dogs, I think hot dogs would be less dense because of the bread. Mm. Yeah. But a pound of chocolate might surprise you, might not be very big. Yeah, well, farty bars, <laughs> and they're talking about the, the big ones, eh? the 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 mega size yeah. bars. I, well, I just I think about it like a pound of chocolate at all. A pound of chocolate for twenty four hours. Mm. That's gluttony, man. <laughs> if you're doing that, please stop. All right, so five number five, German chocolate cake isn't from Germany. True or false? These things German are usually not. Chocolate yeah. cake isn't from Germany. True or false? I'd say false. It's true. It isn't from Germany. Well, yeah. The, well, that's yeah. What you meant? That's what I meant. Like yeah. they just kind of put like French fries exactly. and stuff French like fries that. French fries were made like, in the states. Yeah, yeah, it's actually it's true. It isn't from Germany. It's actually named from Samuel German, an American baker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. like these things don't really have attachments to the names a lot of times. So. And everybody making French fries and you're not from France. And you ain't got <laughs> no kind of you just cut up some potatoes and throw them in the Ooh, yes. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you do this. Like, maybe, maybe you could answer this question for yourself. Like, how do you know when a relationship is is for you when it's done? Like, when it's reached, it's like. This is it. I think this is over. Like, how do you know? 
Well, I want to say something as very simple as you, you just know. Um, like you run out of reasons to convince yourself that... Because I feel like we... Well, I can't say we, but I, I know some people have difficulty walking away. There are some people who feel discomfort and just walk away. Like, I have a friend like that. Like, I am in awe of how she does it. Like, you know, this dude do this to me. I ain't like this. Gone. Cut. Lose me number. Don't call me. We ain't had no reason to talk. Like, wow. Meanwhile, I'll be there like... I'm Maybe. uncomfortable, but if things just tweak a little bit maybe we could make this work and i can give it some more time and some more time and some more effort and maybe then but my thing generally is um once you really have tried mm -hmm. and you still it's still not working you just have to you still don't feel good you just have to go like i mean and there's always good in people. So I don't ever think that you'll be, you know, unless something really tragic happens, I don't mm -hmm. think you're, you'll ever be like, I'm gone, that's it, don't ever speak to me again. But because you'll, you'll remember the good times too. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be hard. Sometimes your mind is telling, oh, remember when we were together the first three months, he do this for me, she do that for me. So, I mean, these 10 years after that, like, should I really walk away? Like, no. Um, it's kind of hard. But I always think that sometimes you have to move even when you're uncomfortable. Mm. Like, you're not completely certain but you just I, I really feel like you feel it you know like this ain't working out no more like if you know what you want for yourself and this you can't really see anything showing you that this relationship is still worth it mm -hmm. and I mean going forward eh, because you'll always find reasons in the past of course. why it's still worth it but going forward like can this continue? What will have to happen for it to work? And if you've done everything that you think you could do and it's still not working, you have to go. And I mean, I, I honestly feel though, like sometimes you might walk away and you ball in, but you're going with your luggage packed behind you because you might not feel 100% certain like this, yeah, is, this, is, it. this is it, but... I I just think you you know, You're like you to you, you you are you spend too much time questioning, you spend too much time unhappy, you spend too much time uncomfortable, like you've made it clear, and that's a big thing for me. You have to make it clear, Stephen. You and I are in a relationship. I am unhappy. This is what is you are doing. This that makes me unhappy. Or this about the relationship is making me unhappy. unhappy. Mm -hmm. Could you please, in order to make me feel more comfortable in the relationship, do very specific A, B, C, D, E? And then I, I always feel like after you've made yourself very clear and you leave the ball in the, per, the other person's court, if they don't do anything, there is nothing else to do. Gian, there is so much to unpack about what you just <laughs> said. My God. Okay, I have, I have a bunch of questions. So, like, when I was younger, I felt like, like your friend. Mm -hmm. 
um, if something was just not working and not even it had a long threshold. Like mm-hmm. this year messed me up and I think this is over. But the older I got, I don't know if it's the same experience for you, but the older you get, the, the more you feel like, um, well, the more I felt like I should try a little harder. Like maybe the reason this isn't working is not an external reason. Maybe mm-hmm. it's intrinsic. Maybe there's something toxic about what I am doing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, I, again, I, I want your experience because I don't know if it's the same. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times when I was younger, it was more, this garbage, this person fault, this is trash, I gone, right? Like that was me. Like, oh, this is, I don't think this is it. And I bust, right? But like, as I got older, it's like, this person is a good person. I don't know if they're a good person for me, mm-hmm. but maybe this is my fault. Mm-hmm. Should I work a little hard at this? Should I just adjust what I'm doing? Maybe what I'm doing is making them reflect a different energy. Like, do you, do you find that in your life that the, the older you get, the longer you stay in relationship to see if they're going to work? Um, I don't think it's a matter of length for me. I think it's a matter of awareness. So I've always been the one that stays very long, unfortunately. Um, but I noticed that that has been to my detriment. Mm. So I think what has happened for me is that I realized like I have to, I have to be honest with myself. I have to be aware of myself. Am I really nagging? Like, Gian, if you had to watch yourself outside of your body, like, would you say you hag? Um, <laughs> I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves. And I think maybe when we're younger, we perhaps, and it's really not an age thing, it's more a level of self-awareness. Um, am I the one with the problem? And sometimes the answer is yes. So I, I wouldn't say it's age, but I would say with the level of awareness that I continue to grow, um, for myself, I realize I'm probably a bit more problematic than I have given myself credit for in the it's past. Why? So, um, yeah, Gian, you need to kind of tweak some things. And, um, yeah, I, I explained to, I told my boyfriend recently, actually, I think God sent you in my life to expose every single flaw I have. My God. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, because we are in a lot of respects exactly alike. Wow. So sometimes we butt heads and mm-hmm. it's like, well, you did this, but you did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I'm wrong. Well, I don't think I'm, I'm wrong. wrong. <laughs> so it's, it's like, true. okay, so let's kind of unpack this and be like, all right. I was wrong and you were wrong. Yeah. So going forward, let's just try, try not to, to do, do that less. again. Yeah. So um, it's an awareness thing. I don't think it has a thing to do with, with age, age because mm-hmm. there are some grown 50 something year old people who still feel like the world is against them. Mm. And they're always the victim. No and, personal responsibility. Yeah. And... Trust me, it, it, it has nothing to do with, with age, but I think everybody Awareness. needs people in their life who can call you out and say, Stephen, stop your shit. Yeah, done stop with this. It. Ridiculous. <laughs> You're being stop absolutely 
crazy yeah. about this. You know, it's funny because I feel like um, we might be in a very similar space in terms of um, awareness. Mm-hmm. I think the relationship I'm in now exposes a lot of flaws I had no idea I had. Same for me. I, I, <laughs> I, um, a lot of things, like for me growing up, I grew up like really close to my mother. Mm-hmm. And even though my father was, you know, he, he lived there, I guess. Um, even though my father lived there, like a lot of the traits that he had, I didn't, well, not a lot, but some of the traits he had, I didn't particularly like. Mm-hmm. At all, like it just used to annoy me, and I say, oh, God, it's just get off of me, right? Mm-hmm. But like, as I got older, especially in this relationship, like I am seeing some of those things I don't like being reflected in the way that I deal with things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it gets me into a way where, like, what the heck? I am. Why am I just? Why am I like this man? Like, what is? And it's not like, don't get me wrong, my dad has really, really good qualities. They're like really hardworking, very diligent, very loyal. Like he's mm-hmm. actually, he's actually pretty cool. But they are just like specific things I didn't like that just see reflecting in the way I do things. Mm-hmm. And it's only through this relationship that I realized, oh my God, what is wrong? <laughs> like I have a lot of things to deal with and fix. Like it's not, it's not so much like my partner my girlfriend is not so much the issue I mean there are certain things we need to fix but like I can't fix her I gotta fix just deal with me like yes, yes. Like, the way I just attach things attack things like ah, this might not be the best way to deal with this I might have to like throttle back and find a different way to you know to expose the way I feel or a different way to like you have deal to with listen to issue. her though you have to listen to her that's the thing I listen to her and, and I don't think she thinks that I listen to her Mm. I think women, like, men, men, I think people react to things differently. Like, in the heat of the moment, if you tell me that I have a flaw, in the heat of the moment, I'm not going to acknowledge that. Like, yeah. <laughs> right now, we're kind of in a little bit of a dispute here. I'm not going to acknowledge I'm wrong right now. <laughs> but I'll, pr- I'll promise you this. Like, if you give me an hour, right, if you relax and take your space and I take... If you give me an hour, I will reflect on everything that you're saying. And I will try to say, okay, this makes sense. And I'll come back and I'll be like, yeah, you're right about this. Like, Does she give you the space? Yeah, of course. Because I don't give space. Right. I, that's one of my flaws I've, I've come to realize. Like, I, I need to know now. <laughs> I need to know now. I want to know why you're upset now. Because I don't know if you're upset with me. I don't know if it's something I did. I don't know if um, it's something I could fix. Like... Yeah, I don't I don't like the whole just let me calm down type of thing. And Do it now, I need that, you. Yes. Hear it. No, that, you ain't going nowhere. Stay yeah. sitting in the chair right now talking about this. Um Yeah, but I've realized that mm. I've kinda had to listen yeah. to him. Like he would say, like, Gian, allow me to come to you and my whole thing has just been just know that Okay, I'm going to let you come to me, but just know that while I'm waiting, I'm super uncomfortable. Mm. So um, if that kind of encourages you to, you know, take some faster steps towards coming to me, I would really appreciate it. But That's very much true, actually. Um, I think I'm more like you in that regard in that I like to deal with things as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, like, especially if it's not necessarily not like I don't have the problem like if we're in a relationship and you have the problem I'm like 
Jihan, tell me what the problem is because mm-hmm. I want to start taking steps as soon as possible to either correcting, helping, yes. you know, fixing. Um, but when it comes to the other side, I I don't want to blow things out of proportion in an emotional way because I'm an emotional person. So, and passionate. So, like, if something is affecting me, I don't want to put it over in a way that equalizes the situation. And what do I mean by that? If I am sad mm-hmm. and you are super-duper happy, that messes with me because there's no equilibrium. Like, you can't understand how I feel because you're really, really happy. Mm-hmm. I realize that that's toxic from, like, that's awful. That is an awful thing mm-hmm. to feel. Or that's an awful thing to think or to to make decisions off of that platform is awful. Mm-hmm. So what I do is like, okay, you're in a good space. I'm not in a good space. I need to reflect on what's going on with me and be able to put it over in a way that doesn't make you sad. That doesn't try to accomplish the equilibrium of me and you being sad so that you could understand me. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. I think that makes sense. I don't know if that necessarily would be my approach mm-hmm. um, because if, I'm thinking if it's a situation where like my partner is really happy but I'm down about something Uh I think my first response would be like let me just step into his moment right now Mm -hmm. and let me it's it's sort of distraction it's kind of like okay I'm just going to be happy with you right Mm -hmm. now so let's be happy with you so we'll put that to the side and maybe a little later on, I will then say, like, you know, earlier I was upset about something or, you know, I go through something and it's still bothering me. Um, I just want you to know if you ever notice, like, I'm distant or not as playful as I usually am. But so I wouldn't necessarily, like, say anything in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, let them have their moments Uh yeah let them have their moment and you know celebrate with them or be happy with them and you know just step into their moment for a while and you might actually find yourself feeling a little better um because whatever reason they are happy about you could bask in the the moment like this is my partner like she has accomplished or she's feeling good about this or i'm so happy for her so you kind of step back from your own um, emotion for a while but acknowledge it later and I think that's something we don't do like you need to pay attention to how I feel yeah I know you're happy but I am sad and you need to pay attention to how I feel yeah, it's, really, it's really a terrible it's a really toxic sort of selfish thing it and is. It, it, it's funny because after a while I realize this is because I am I'm like that even when it's the opposite where mm-hmm. like if somebody I remember one time going to a funeral this is a this is classic Stephen. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a funeral and some of my friends um, knew the person. I didn't really know them that well. I went because they went to CFBC, and okay. that's really the reason I was there. I didn't have any deep personal connection. I saw the fellow around, didn't really know mm-hmm. him. And we were there, and because everybody around me was like like sad and gloomy and so on, like I started like making jokes and stuff because it's like. Y'all like gloomy, but I'm not. I'm not in that space at all. Like it's not that I'm happy, but I'm trying to bring about some kind of equilibrium between you and and the people around me and and me. 
And like make jokes, and of course they felt better and whatnot. But you could see how this could turn really, really left, really, and, really fast. Like you could be in a uh-huh. situation where being sad that is the appropriate response uh, in a morning. That is the appropriate emotional space to inhabit at that point. Mm-hmm. You're trying to bring equilibrium to every situation. It, it, it's not appropriate in ev- in every situation. Sometimes yes. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah, it's inappropriate. Yeah, right? it's, it's inappropriate. <laughs> it's like, and it, it actually comes across as a bit selfish to ex- me exactly. too. Exactly. So, and and, and yeah. it comes off as, as, as not, like, it's not genuine. Like you're not being, um, which, even if it is, that's how you genuinely are. It just comes off as bad. Because there's so many, well, I wouldn't say so many, but there is definitely a different approach in that situation with the funeral mm-hmm. where again, you could have stepped into their sadness with your joy and say stuff like, he was such an amazing person. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be happy that we even got to know him. Um, let's give thanks for the time that we had. We know we're sad that he left, but um, let's try honor him in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of shift it into a more positive light, but... Still, especially with grief, people people need time to grieve, and you can't just come in and say like, um, "Get happy, get over it." You know, it's it's insensitive and it's a bit selfish. So it, it's like, I mean, that's nineteen-year-old Stephen probably, but in any sense, that is where I was starting from in terms of understanding the energies and trying to find a way to like compromise a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's in this relationship that I think I've made the most headway into being like empathetic. Mm-hmm. Like That's you know, good. you know, you know. Sometimes people say like, you know, you have to be more empathetic, and you you, you apply sympathy instead of empathy, which mm-hmm. is like I pity your situation or mm-hmm. I'm so sorry for you, mm-hmm. which is not the same as okay, if this were me, right? Mm-hmm. How would I feel? And then you inhabit that space because that's that's being empathetic. That's like. Jihan mm-hmm. just lost, I don't want to say anything. Um, <laughs> Jihan just lost her wedding ring, mm-hmm. right? Um, Jihan is sad because she lost her wedding ring. Sympathy is like, Jihan, I'm so, so sorry for you. That is, that is bad. That's awful. No, that's coming from a place of like, uh, that ain't me. And, <laughs> and when I leave here, you're going to still be all right. Yeah. Right? But if I'm like, wow. Sorry suppose, is you, but glad me. <laughs> and a lot of the times, like, I don't think people really like, understand the difference and they play sympathy to every situation and then they themselves think I am being very empathetic. Mm. If you bring it back around to a relationship, if you are sympathetic, you don't actually really solve problems because it's not coming from a place of this, if this, if I were my partner and I did this to, to, to if, if she did this to me, mm-hmm. I would feel awful given mm-hmm. the circumstances. Um, so that means I need to take more responsibility in not trying to exhibit that behavior, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not, sometimes what we deal with it, sometimes what we deal with it is like, well, you better get over that because, I mean, me not feel less, me, I don't feel the same way about no, that. No, but I, I think, when I think about empathy though, I kind of think about, it's not about, um, I'm, if this happened to me, I would feel this, I would feel bad. Mm-hmm. But it's like the same thing, stepping into the person's experience. Like, because you, you might have a, a reaction to a situation that would be totally different from mine. Yeah. So um, I might not understand 
like why is Stephen crying? It's just a ring or something. But um, okay, like you really, this is really bothering you. I could see this is really bothering you. Um, is there some way that I could help? Do you want me to help you look for it? Um, how 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 can how can I help with the situation? Um, do you just want to vent? Because sometimes people just want That's to vent. Been. People don't always want you to fix their problems. So when I think about empathy, though, it's, it's kind of like I'm going to step in your shoes and feel what you're feeling. I might not even understanding, understand it. It might be totally foreign to me, but it's, it's, it's really, it also helps you to grow in your relationship, too, mm -hmm. because then it's like, okay, you realize certain things are really important to people and certain things are not to others so and they might not be important to you right. which is a lot of a lot of what the i don't know the the the, the um the difficulty is mm -hmm. in 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 being with a, a human being it's like hey um washing up the dishes is important to me but to you is like whenever they get washed where's the difference yeah i could wash them just before i use them what's the difference mm -hmm. to me it's like no that's like inhabiting a, a negative space for me that's like yeah, it, it might be triggering for something else. And from your childhood, you used to get licks when you wash the dishes. Exactly. So you feel like if you these dishes ain't washed, like I'm going to get in trouble or something like that. Wash them! Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly feel though when people are in relationships, they really need to talk about their childhood. Mm -hmm. um, they really need to talk about their expectations and really be honest about it. I, do, I, I feel like we're not very honest about what we want. I feel some people say things that they think would just sound good. Yeah. Uh, that people expect them to say. Like some people, some, some women like wouldn't even feel comfortable to admit that they don't want to have children or mm. don't want to get married. Um, and But we, we, we go through life, you know kind of smiling at the baby showers and stuff like that but you just don't want to admit that that's, that's not something you want, you want. Um, and you feel like maybe nobody's going to want you if you admit that but I feel like that's a huge thing to, to say up front thing. yeah that's, that's huge but I mean there are other simple things um, that could really turn out to affect your relationship like I remember I had this friend like he used to tell me, I don't want any woman sleeping over. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, we will hang out, we'll do our do, but yeah. you go home. You gotta go home, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just because he was uncomfortable based on, like, certain experiences um, from his past. And so, you don't want to talk about your past. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's affecting you. It's, right a, it's now. going to affect you because any woman will feel kind of slighted. Like, why do I always have to leave it's at four midnight? In the morning, <laughs> like, yeah, like, we up talking till four in the morning. Um, why can't I just close my eyes for three hours and and go and home? Go home after. But no, but can't but leave we, that door we, in the morning. Yeah, no. we hide. We hide from a lot of things. So we we really should be clear about our expectations um, our needs um, and they talk about your childhood I think you learn a lot about people, people from yeah. 
from what grow. happened with their childhood. And a lot of stuff that I'm... Well, I shouldn't say like a lot of stuff, but I recently read a book that like has pretty much blown my mind. Mm. Um, and it talks about a lot about childhood trauma and how you basically just repeat the patterns that you learn from your childhood. So it's not a coincidence that you're turning out like your, your father. father. Yeah, because you saw that. It's what you saw. Mm-hmm. So it's what you pattern. So if your father was somebody who was like, who is like really um, aggressive, forceful, mm-hmm. and I am angry in this moment, and the whole house needs to come to a stop. Yeah. No, when you're in your relationship, no. You realize, like that's you, the way that you you have it. Like mm-hmm. I am angry. Cannot can't you see that I am? I'm angry. I'm yeah. angry. You need to acknowledge that I'm mm-hmm. angry. So it's good to talk about your childhood and see if that sort of thing is really affecting. Indeed, it's powerful. You know, it's funny the other day, when you said um, we tend to repeat things. I remember watching this show the other day. It's called Succession, uh-huh. and. This lady waited until she was married, the very night, her married wedding night, to tell her husband that she wants an open relationship. Yeah, that's a bit late. <laughs> Tad bit late. But the thing is, she was already having open relationship relations, but it's just that very night is when she chose to tell her husband that. This oh, so is he what didn't she, know. He didn't, he didn't oh. know. So, mm-hmm. like, it's the same way... <laughs> I think it's like a, a personal waste of both of y'all time. If we are in a relationship and you have expectations or you have wants, sometimes they're not expectations. Sometimes they're just, this is what I would feel most comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes best to kind of lead this out from the gate. Like if you don't want kids, you hear this man here talking all the time, can't wait to get your first child <laughs> and how you want his son to be. And your dear just, uh-huh. yeah. And again, there's, I, I, I've come to grips with the fact that there's nothing wrong with you not wanting what society yes. wants you to want. Mm-hmm. Like, there are men out there who don't want children. I told my mother, yeah, the older I get, the less I feel like I really want to get these kids. <laughs> because, I mean, having a relationship cohabilitating is different to having a relationship and not cohabilitating. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend is here sometimes. Sometimes she's not. Sometimes she's here. And there are things that you don't know about people until like married like what is it um see me and come live with me yeah two different things because there's different like people are raised as you say in a different culture the way that they conduct just living life is different and Mm -hmm. you might come up with a slightly more structured they might come up with a slightly more structured way of doing things that's more strict on like you know get this done this can't be this way and and they come up with a very loose like you know whenever you get to it it's just, it's a difference. It's not to say that any one thing is wrong because people do live the way that your significant other lives. Mm-hmm. That's just that the way that you did it. Yeah. And there are advantages and, and disadvantages to both. Mm-hmm. One might be stressful, one might be less stressful, and one might be less stressful in the long run, and one might be more stressful in the short run, but in the long run. It's just, but you, you have to learn to respect and understand where people are coming from so that you could make the compromises necessary because cohabilitating, I think, is one of the most... I don't know. My parents made it look easy, <laughs> but it is it is it is one of the most challenging things to be with somebody for an elongated period of time and have to coexist in their presence. 
you just I think it's just a matter of um, same thing kind of compromise and talking about you know why you do things the way you do or um, sometimes you don't even know why no but I mean sometimes it's really basic like the answer might come down to I just am what I am uh-huh. but then you know you should be able to question yourself like okay we have my approach we have her approach like which one makes more sense, sense? like does it make sense does it not make sense um and and you kind of well at least that's my experience you kind of get to a point where you at least expect it so you know you know what's coming if you don't do things a certain way or if um you know like the easiest example that comes to mind for me is like buying meat buying meat uh-huh. buying meat and uh, like my habit quite frankly is buy meat and put it in the freezer mm-hmm. when I'm ready for it I take it out the night before clean it season it and it. cook it the next day my boyfriend is grocery home clean season freezer yeah so he would get upset like just why well, you just can't clean it and season it one time like Dude, I ain't got a time right now. <laughs> when I'm ready for it, I'll just do it. But uh-huh. he's like, Jan, if you just make the sacrifice, no, you don't have to think about it again. You just take it and out then and then the food it will be even seasoned better and blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. Okay, <laughs> fine. I will make more of an effort <laughs> to, to do that. But um, it's, it's really, it really comes down to your willingness to, to be open to somebody else's ways. And them being open to your ways, as to well. your ways as well. I, I think Jordan Peterson said this. He said it. He said an, uh, this was an interesting piece of advice. He said, um, when you want your partner to change, there are two things that you have to do. The first thing you have to do is communicate the change, as you're saying. Communicate mm-hmm. the change. Make sure there's an understanding. This makes me feel this way. And this mm-hmm. is the reason why I would like you to do this. Instead of this. And the second thing you have to do, which is the most important thing to, is, to do, is to be very patient as <laughs> they change. Because, and he, what he said is, is, is very important because I think as human beings, we, we sort of have this kind of rush timeline sometimes. It's like, Jan, mm-hmm. stop coming home at 12 o'clock in the night because it makes me worry and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, I'm going to try. And then you do it once and then the next time you're like, you know, it's two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, you didn't call on. <laughs> And then the person comes home and then you're like, blah, 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 I talked to you about this before. Come here, no, 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 no. Right? And what it does is that it degrades whatever effort they made in the first place. So if, yeah. if she did it, if he did it once and he's like, you, you just accept it because that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't do it the second time. You're like, but dude, what's up? Like, it, it makes him feel like the effort that he did in the first place because this is not something he wants to do. Remember, this is something that you <laughs> want them to do yeah so he's like you have to be patient like even if it annoys you like the second time you have to be like well you know i really appreciate it when you you did it the first time you know and they're like okay i'm gonna try again (laughs) and it's a long-standing process because a human being has been doing what they've been doing especially by the time we get to our age you've been doing what you've been doing that made you comfortable for a very long time Mm -hmm. and like somebody asking you to like flip this on a dime is it's kind of ridiculous. 
If you yeah. really think about <laughs> it, like, but dude, I didn't even learn English one day, like, <laughs> and I was a child. I was like a sponge, and it mm-hmm. took me a year, two years, all when I was in high school, still missing yes. concepts, still learning, still learning, and still adapting, and still a- allowing the change. So he's like, communicate, patience, and have patience. Well, Allow them to screw up. I always. Well, I, I've not I've not been traditionally a very patient person. Do you so, not feel like again this kind of like, <laughs> talk to I'm me not, now? No, and I'm seriously, now. I'm not really. Uh, I I recognize that this my relationship now has shown me that like I need to relax. I need to just wait. Um, but I think it comes from the same thing we were talking about. Me not me always waiting around mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you feel like I've always waited and it not end up well well yeah so here I am waiting again <laughs> but is it is that so true so this feels very familiar is that true like do you think you think that's true like every relationship that you've had do you feel like it didn't do what it was supposed to do for you mm, my maybe the 2009 to 2015, 16 years between there, absolute garbage. Really? I mean, not that they're bad people, uh-huh, uh-huh. but the things that I endured mm-hmm. were ridiculous, I, I feel like. So... I feel like I used to feel like I was being unreasonable mm-hmm. for asking for time and can we please talk? Um, like I used to be, I used to feel like I am totally unreasonable for wanting what I want. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those relationships showed me that I am totally entitled to want what I want. Mm-hmm. So, so they did teach something. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I've taken that, but when I say they were, they weren't really good, is because it's, it's really me. Mm-hmm. Like I just endured too much, mm-hmm. and you expect people to be good and and honorable and say, you know, Gianna, really not feeling this. This really is not going to go much further so I'm not going to take from you I'm not going to waste your time Mm -hmm. so you you really hope people are going to do that kind of thing but the truth is they don't they don't do it so Jen okay so the thing is my question is this um going through that period from the 2009 to 2016 like do you feel like going through the, the what you call the garbage, that garbage section, wasn't that necessary for you to be like, look, these are like some things that are just not going to work for no, me? No, but that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, they were helpful in that sense. So you, you learn a lot about yourself. Um, you definitely learn a lot about what you don't want. Yeah. Um, so, but having gone through the process mm-hmm. was painful it was um really it really was damaging so that's why i would call it garbage really but not again not to say that they were garbage individuals or anything like that Mm -hmm. um i have this thing where i always say men who 
have relationships with me tend to get married in the, their next relationship. What? I have a really good track There's record of this. There's a movie about this. <laughs> so, I know of a movie so like obvious, that. Yes, yeah, so obviously they're not garbage people, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't working for me. And I accept my own responsibility in that experience. In that mm-hmm. So that's why I would say, like, coming from that sort of experience where I've waited hoping that people were going to be honorable and just say tell me not to wait like that was garbage like why was I waiting I should have seen or I should have been able to deduce from what was happening that this is not going to go anywhere mm. and leave much longer Mesh, much much, much for much yeah much sooner than than I did. left so I accept my own responsibility in it um my friends find it funny that I still talk to all of my exes. I, I still talk to all of them. <laughs> um, Except for one. Except for one, really. Yeah, I, I mean, we're not <laughs> like pally-pally pally or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but you don't have any, like, you don't, you don't push any negativity towards nah, them. Nah, not like, at all. Like, like I'll, I'll be that. happy for you. I'll cheer for you. Uh, if you do something good, I'll feel sad for you if you... Experience some kind of trauma, but um, from over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah. keep this from from over let's here. Keep this space. I'm, I'm good. But let me ask you this. Um, I think this is this is the, the question. Do you think that different? Do you think that people are different depending on who they are with, or do you feel like people change? Like what, what? What? What is it? What is it? Do you feel? Do you feel like? Like I mean, you've dated guys who you said, okay, the, the relationship togetherness of you guys were garbage, but they ended up getting married. Like, mm-hmm. is it that you think that that person is still the same person that you're with, or is it that you feel like they? It's it's a combination of I think it's a combination of both, but I think it starts with the person changing, um, the person feeling like okay, I've had all these string this this string of bad relationships. I need to do better. Mm-hmm. So take the experience from the past and not do it in the next one. And I think that's um, something that really has to happen for everybody. You have to make it certain in your mind, like, I'm going to do better mm-hmm. and I'm going to be different. So it doesn't really matter who comes in your life. Um, if you don't make that decision, nothing is going to happen. But I, I do, however, acknowledge that it's possible that you could have not made up your mind and this person comes into your life and you realize something inside you just feels different. Mm-hmm. So it inspires you to change and then you make up your mind. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more common that people make up their mind mm-hmm. and then change rather and, and then end up in the in the relationship rather than ending up in the relationship then the making up your mind and then changing because the thing is I, I often wonder because I mean even in my life I feel like okay the relationship I'm in now it challenges me more mm-hmm. um, I was in previous relationships and I'm, I'm wondering if in those relationships did that person not challenge me enough to see my own flaws like or is it that um, like I, I almost feel like some some energies like some people have energies mm-hmm. that are very I don't want to say forgiving but I want to say allowing 
Like that's not going to change you. You could find somebody who allows you to do every single thing you want. But then that's the, that's, the case, that's the case that I'm getting at. Like, suppose you don't have to change. Like, suppose the very way that you are, you find somebody who accepts all of it. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't necessarily challenge you to change anything. But mm-hmm. because they don't, like, you end up not doing such toxic things because you, you're just accepted anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're just... Like, okay, we, we, uh, may, let me make a better statement of it. We are together. Me and you are together, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work out mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Like, uh, maybe I don't feel the same, the same engagement with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel, like, as caring around you. But I, I got to Amy, and Amy just makes me feel like a caretaker. She just makes me feel like I could be, I don't know, a give off care. <laughs> And and I end up being a caregiver to Amy when with you I just wasn't wasn't that mm-hmm. caring. So that's what I'm saying is like is it is it possible? Is that a possibility as well? Yeah, I think it's I think it's possible. Like I said, it's it's possible. Um, but I I, I do feel particularly with men mm-hmm. that it is more common that you have to have that that recognition, like you something ha- something has to happen that makes you realize like I need to do better mm-hmm. and I need to stop playing the ass really mm-hmm. and just do what I I feel is right or what I you know taking other steps or so on I, I don't think it, it it really could be anything I I don't know if I tell myself that it wasn't me I mean I always remember this young lady reaching out to me mm-hmm. one time after I perform um, mathematically mad gosh that poem um (laughs) she's a poet guys and she came to me like really upset like i am so wonderful i am so great but this man just refuses to see it Mm. and my response was if he doesn't see it then he's not you're not for him like you can't make him see it like i always think there's this meme like you could cook the best food, have the greatest sex, you could do all these fantastic things and he still... Go up on your neck back. Yeah, he still ends up not honoring you, respecting you, wanting you or anything like that. It really isn't a reflection on you. It's just not... It's just whatever... Whether it be time or whether it be the person, Mm -hmm. the fit is just not there right now. So maybe he really is in a mental space that he recognizes that you're a good person, but he just can't commit to you in the way that you want to commit, uh, uh, to be committed to. So just just accept it. Accept it, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I love that point because I think a lot of the times we villainize people who don't see the value in us. Mm-hmm. You know, like we say, oh, this... This this person is a is a shit person because look at how much things she's doing. Look at how much things she's doing for him, and he ain't even like Kia. That's a good woman, and so. And the, the thing is, it's easy to do that from the point, the perspective of not being in the relationship. Like mm-hmm. you have no idea what triggers this person to be the way that they are. It, it might not. It's not the fault of the the person that they're with. Uh, it might be. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like they might be doing something consistently that just puts this person off. Yeah. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing. It's not just one element. Human beings are not built just like, 
like mm-hmm. a robot, like, oh, this, this code is wrong. No, that's not how it works. It's multiple things. Mm-hmm. He f- walks out, okay, this is, the, whatever, they break up and he goes with somebody else and he's like, I'm able now, I feel much more able to love, I feel much more able to be yeah. who I really want to be. It's not that, it's not that anybody's particularly good. It's just, as you say, like, this is just not a fit for you. Just accept that, hey, it's this not is not, yeah, this it's is not, not there will be, I'm, and I and almost could promise that the next one will be different. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to be, oh my God, this is the dream. I, I'm glad, happy I left him because, no, <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. But I could almost guarantee that the next one will be different. And if they're not different, if for any reason that you feel you're heading into the same relationship over and over, then sis, bro, whoever you are, cross-gender, transgender, <laughs> whatever you are. Like, there's some lessons that you're not, you're not learning. You're still yeah. vibrating at a frequency that is attracting the wrong yeah, side. Yeah, you're not like, getting it. You're not you ain't getting, getting it, it, sis. Bro, yeah. trans, you need to like... So that's why you really have to, like I said, just, just take your own, take um, responsibility for your own actions. Um, but if you, like, if you, if you really are honest with yourself and be honest, don't be afraid to say... I wasn't good in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I really was pushy. Uh, you think back on the things that they used to complain about. Like, can you really say it's not true? Jan, you were impatient. Well, I am not. <laughs> then you just like, still up to my level. Damn it. If you want to be with me, you're just going to have to do what I say. Like, um, Who yeah, works like that? You, yeah, but if you seriously want to, want to be honest with yourself, like, you, you, you're going to have to face some ugliness because none of us are perfect. Um, and were you really understanding? Were you really um, patient? Supportive. Did you really listen? Like, can you recall what the person said? Not what you feel. Like they said. Like they said, but what did they say? So, um, yeah, I think it's it's something that we have to people need to acknowledge like stop carrying all this anger for your exes like it just wasn't your fit. And that's that's completely okay. Like yeah. it's that's okay. How I feel. It's it's okay if it didn't work. It's okay if if it's okay it's all of it is fine. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't feel like I used to feel like some relationships are a waste of time. Um I used to feel like you know some things that we go into is just this is a waste of time but you know what at the end of the day we are where we are because of the experiences um, that we that we had yeah. and you wouldn't be as as strong about any specific opinion without the experiences that you had like if if i experience firsthand what war looks like and i might be stronger opposed to war maybe like do you know what it looks like <laughs> that i was watching a show and they were talking about genetic engineering which is gian Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're really doing, but some kind, some science here just blowing <laughs> my mind. Mm-hmm. Like there's this, there's this engineering. I don't know if you've heard about this engineering, um, um, biochemist sort of science that has to do with this thing called CRISPR. Mm-hmm. It's the ability to basically engineer genes mm. from like almost like engineering a code in a computer. You could change characteristics, eyes to blue. Wow. You know, you could regenerate tissue, all these things from a, 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 a genetic level. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about using it because you could do it on any organism. It doesn't have to do with just human beings. It's 
any organism, okay. anything that has genes, plants, anything. Mm-hmm. You could bioengineer, biohack them to do different things. Um, and there was this doctor, there's this doctor in Africa, and he's talking about bioengineering um, mosquitoes so that they produce more male mosquitoes than female mosquitoes and eventually eradicating mosquitoes from this from this mm-hmm. and he's like this is what we want to do he, he's going to different villages who experience malaria experience these different diseases and have had losses associated with them mm-hmm. and they're like listen this mosquito is a problem we need to find a way to fix it he said, okay, we have two choices. We could either get rid of the mosquito or we could bioengineer them to be resistant to the malaria um, um, sickness or disease or whatever. Everybody in the world now, train up their hands. No, we can't bio do this. We can't do this. We can't bio hack because that's wrong. We shouldn't be playing God. We shouldn't Ethical bio anything. It's ethically stuff. wrong and mm-hmm. you can't mess with these mosquitoes. And the guy is like, have you experienced malaria? Have you been next to a child who's succumbed to the malaria and disease and die? Mm-hmm. It's easy for you to say, from your high rise in San Francisco looking out at the dock and bay, never having a, a malaria case yeah. in San Francisco to look on Africa and say, no, you can't do that. It's unethical. When we are experiencing the death of malaria for ourselves, mm-hmm. shouldn't it be our prerogative as a nation to say, we are going to do this for ourselves? Right. And again, there's a lot of ethical issues here. There's, a, there's both for and against but it's just the same thing when we're dealing with like relationships and so on it's very easy for you to say well my man don't do me that or this don't happen this don't happen it's easy for you from a stand from a high point to look down and say that, that well that's all your thing that don't happen to me and advise people to do things that you would do but you are not you're not there yeah it is it yeah we really we really speak from our own experiences um, and perhaps things that we observe, but everybody is different, and we bring a whole slew of experiences and biases, and um, same sort of thing like trauma and happiness, and all that mix up, and your mix is different to my, my mix, mix yeah. and um, then the next person that I'm with mix gonna be different. different. So, but. Um, it just, it just really, everybody just kind of has to just, I, I just always feel be honest with yourself, be honest about what you want True. and know what you are willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. Like, I feel like people should have a list of deal breakers. Like I will not tolerate this at all. So if you have a list of deal breakers and you with somebody who is like, ticking every deal breaker like you say you don't want anybody who smokes but this person smokes um or whatever your deal breakers are but they're ticking every single one and you're still there that that can't be good then maybe right maybe right this is me being like um objective maybe as much as they tick off all the deal breakers there are deal makers that you didn't anticipate that this person just train into the mix all the time. So then you need to redo your deal breaker list. Probably that. But then what will you be sacrificing? That's the thing. You know that all of these things, you'll be sacrificing all. Like, I, I used to wonder, like, why, why do people end up in abusive relationships? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a whole slew of reasons. There's a yeah. whole... 
we can't even have a long enough conversation to deal with each and every single <laughs> one of them, right? But one thing that I've noticed is that we don't deal with people who do these things on a human level at all. We deal with them like a ton, a, a ton. Oh, he hit you, then then leave. You know? Yeah, black and white. Black. It's very black and white. Mm-hmm. Like he hit you, you leave, and it's like the culmination of abuse starts and ends with physical abuse right and that i have found that not to be the case the older i get the more i realize that like physical abuse mental abuse emotional abuse all of these things on the same awful like and some of them the 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 ones the the physical abuse leaves physical scars which is why people see it as worse exactly this is that's what i'm saying so you have evidence now exactly he did you see you hit her and she had but like has what about the emotional turmoil that this person is i'm not trying Mm -hmm. to say that this is right all abuse is wrong condemn Mm -hmm. you know but we we look at this thing like an automatron like it's not that's not how it works emotional abuse the 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 destroy people for years and years it takes them sometimes years of therapy to get over emotional some of us living with emotional and mental abuse for a very long time and Mm -hmm. even after the licks them done cool and the scars are eradicated and all and you don't put on your cream your cocoa butter and your skin Mm -hmm. look good again the emotional turmoil that you feel is still reverberating all your relationships from your children to your new relationships to your relationship with God you know, it, all of these things, it's just all of these repercussions. We don't, we just don't deal with it holistically at all. Yeah, and you also don't want, I mean, you really have to take every case uh, on its own because, like I was mentioning, you know, childhood trauma, like maybe you saw abuse and you don't even realize that what you're experiencing is abuse because maybe what you saw was even worse than you, you think is worse than you're experiencing. So, yeah, I have to give him my money every month, but at least he don't hit me. You know, things like that. What? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's people it's, don't, um, because of their own past and their experiences, they won't react the way other people react. Yeah, yeah. And you also want to make sure as well that if you're encouraging somebody to leave an abusive relationship, that there is like a fully thought out plan that will consider their safety mm-hmm. after they leave and that will really help them stay gone. Yeah, yeah, true. Because you don't want them to leave and come go back. back, have to go back. So, Which happens more often than I think I would like to. Yeah, but it's admit. it's it's not nothing is black and white. Mm. Everybody has to make up their own minds about what they want. Um love who you want, you know, have the kind of relationship you want. I mean, just be honest about it. If you want to have an open relationship, be be honest about it. Lead with that. It don't make sense you hide and go up Cane Grove, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and slip behind yeah. the bush. Yeah, like that's to be not... doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And no, that's just be honest about what you want and the kind of life you want. And I don't have anything wrong with, you know, people having standards or lists about mm-hmm. what they want and things like that. But just don't be inflexible, you know, just be open. Yeah, this is like, I, I always have my issues with people making lists 
because I don't think any human being really conforms to any particular There will be, every relationship you go in, there will be boxes that are ticked on the deal breaker end. Mm-hmm. As you said, and I agree, just make sure that they ain't taking every single one. Like, it would be bad that you've lost all of your standards <laughs> because somebody have something that you didn't account for. They have money or they have access yeah. or they have they give you a certain level of support mm-hmm. that you, you didn't account for. Mm-hmm. And it makes all of these deal breakers basically void. You're able to look past them. It, and, it makes and it again, easy to look past it them. It makes it easy to look past them, but sometimes, again... You, you might be losing yourself in, in your relationship completely. I mean, some parts of you are going to compromise, but hopefully not a lot. But this might be a significant, a significant thing. Like this person, maybe, as much as they are good, mm-hmm. I need to look into this. Because yeah. I set these deal breakers for a reason. And if none of them standing now and are still here... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you examine your lists and see if and uh, was I even reason <laughs> no was I even reasonable, reasonable. to make this a, a, a deal breaker? True, indeed. Um, or you might really have to say like, no, I really feel strongly about this and being against this. So again, you leave with your luggage, but you're balling. You're not really comfortable yeah. to you know a hundred percent like made up in your mind that this is what you have to do, but. When you think about what's happening with the deal breaker, you you just might have to leave. You really just might have to leave. But I just always feel those decisions should be made by the people themselves and not not their parents, not their friends, not society or anything like that. Just Indeed. just do what makes my thing that I always say, I do what makes me happy, confident better and comfortable wow that's that's powerful it that's makes that's you, like my four things what makes you happy and it happy confident better and, and comfortable. comfortable wow and, and i will never settle for less than three well I, well definitely not less than two mm-hmm but in any given situation, I might do three, but not for a very um, long time. long period of time. But if you get four, which is like the sweet spot, but you know it's still a bit unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> you can get but four consistently. What human? Yeah, I mean, you create you created no, that person. Like, man. No, it's it's, it's be really unrealistic. But like I need to feel at least well two always always yeah uh-huh. gotta be pumping three is is acceptable to me um, four is the sweet spot but yeah. and sometimes I think sometimes in relationships you know when you're hitting four yeah. like there are bouts of four and it's like mm. oh my god this is so great let's get married and then it's just this 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 is two <laughs> alright well that's, my thing that's, about that's, marriage I have, my thing about you know getting married because you know, from time you hit that thirty mark, like everybody starts questioning, of, like uh, from when time are I was you going to get married? Twenty-one. Well, yeah, 21. I used to hear it from very young. Well, not so much. When I came back from school is mm-hmm. when I heard it. Um, to the point where this lady in my church, who to this day, like, still it has upset me, because she came to me 
like my first Sunday from coming back from school and you know she said to me like wow so Gian you know I've really been following you you've been really successful with your academics um so now you have your degrees the next thing you need now to to make you happy is the husband I'm like, so yeah, I feel like the degrees could make me happy though, <laughs> but I mean... Like, really? Like, I mean, I could work with that for now. Don't like try push me off and get married and to, to do these over things. And over and over Yeah, every... so, but again, that's a decision that you need to make. You need to be, I think, 100%. What I say, I think you should be 100% sure, mm. but you don't have to be 100% ready. Mm. So By marriage is a different conversation. <laughs> no, I think we women. I think what women call ready is very different from what I've seen. Well, for me as a man, is is ready. Well, that's very true. And like for example, I've heard men say like, "I can't get married until I reach, you know, I have a certain level of financial stability." Uh, you know, until I have my own house or something like that. And personally, I think that those things are not deal breakers about getting married. Mm. I think that's that's the stuff that you need, that men talk about being ready. You don't really need married. You don't need them to get married mm. because you could be in a relationship and both of you grow and establish that financial stability together and build a house together and you'll actually you know accomplish your goals faster because now it's two people instead of one so you know I don't like to hear men say that kind of thing like but I you know say if, I, if I don't have because it's like it's like it, it, it's almost like I don't know if it's a social it's probably a social thing it it's is a like, social thing like I'm gonna marry men are penis and pockets basically yeah I don't know if I've ever heard a man um, boil down to such no, but seriously, past, but I, I, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's, it's what society makes you that's to be. It, that's, that's exactly what society has meant to be. A penis, penis and a, yeah, and a pocket. So and a pocket. If, you, um, if you have a lot of women, mm-hmm. you're still You're happy. Yeah, yeah, people are fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the penis. Yeah. And if, well, it might be the pockets too. Because, well. <laughs> as I said, and, and the thing is, once, once we're not doing well in the pockets, uh, if we're not doing what we think is well, because it's, rel- it's all relative, mm-hmm. um, we feel like less, le- less of men. And like, how am I going to get married to you and I can't support or feed you? Like, where am I, what am I going to do with you? In terms of not, what am I going to do with you? What am I going to do for you? You see, that's the thing. This is going to be a long it, conversation. No, but if you look at it from that kind of perspective, you almost sound like you're taking care of a child. Yeah, like, that's where the, am I going? How am I going to feed this child? How hey, am I going puppy. to host this child? <laughs> right? Are you doing When puppy? the fact of the matter is, you may have somebody who is completely capable of feeding themselves or housing themselves, themselves. Or, or so it might come down to a fact where you have to say, okay, well, you already have your house, so we'll move into your house. But there's still men who feel uncomfortable that about very, that. And that men is, feel uncomfortable about women making more money than them. That's which is also an really interesting... weird to me. It's but. weird. It's weird, because <laughs> it's, it's weird because times have changed considerably, but yet the standards 
by which men are judged in society haven't really changed that much. That's and true. Especially the pressure, not not necessarily the women. I'm not I'm not pointing fingers at the women. It's just mm-hmm. the social pressure on a whole. Men between men, men between all the older generation, the standards by which we judge from the older generation, the standards by which we judge on television, all of these things. It's like if you're not making a certain amount of money or if you're in financial straits regularly, it, it affects you even on a confidence level. It's, I don't yeah. want to call it, it's not spiritual, it's more, uh, it's egotistical, yes, but it's mental. It's a mental, and I don't, I don't hear what anybody says, especially when it comes to men, if you are not in a good financial position, it affects every part of your life. Like, for most for some men, let me not say most because I don't mm-hmm. know how these generations these feel because mm-hmm. to me they feel differently. But for some of us, it's like once the finances ain't running, the mood, the mood and all is like, so, this is so a let different me, mood. So let me bring the, the female perspective sure. now Go ahead. where Stephen is upset that he's not making as much money as um, he, he wants to. Mm-hmm. And he's beating up himself about it. Like, I can't marry this woman she, I can't feed her. I can't put her anywhere to live. Mm. Meanwhile, you have a woman who's chilling back, just waiting to, for this man to say, can we do this together? Mm. So you're taking on this whole um, fight uh-huh. to be the provider. Alone. Yes, you have to do and it man. by yourself. Look at when, these muscles. When you have a completely capable person who is available and willing to help you. Indeed. As opposed to mm-hmm. a partner who expects you to actually provide by yourself. You know, it's, 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 it's only lately I had a conversation with my mom, right? And that same thing came up. Like, she was like, you probably don't know how much I help or you don't know how much my investment worked for you crafting your entire existence Mm -hmm. because from i mean being young and whatnot you see your dad as my dad is the provider like Mm he's the one who brings home the money right and my mother spends the money Mm -hmm. that's generally how it's being seen right but after talking to some people who've had this conversation with their mother specifically not the father father you'll never admit it but the mother specifically you realize how much women are doing to provide, to do that whole provision thing. It's yeah. not just the caretaker and the cleaning up after you and all of that. That's, that's very like minimal <laughs> in the grand scheme of it. She's working, he's working, but she's also putting in the very same, I'm sometimes even more investment monetarily mm-hmm. than the man. This happens and it happens all the time. But again, I think it's something that like I'm dealing with. It's something I'm, personally dealing because I've had the same the same thing that you've described it's the same thing that I've had like mm-hmm. been dealing with for a while like how are you going to provide how are you going to do this and over time you're like help is how it works that's not it's not even the nuance it's not a nuanced thing mm-hmm. help is how it works you know how difficult it is to go to a bank as a single male to get a loan for a house it's like well I think it's a single person a single person single person S- yeah. single person I'm talking to the males out there because they always <laughs> uh, be bashing you out Mm-hmm. But as a single person going out there to get, a, it's, it's very, they, not, they don't want to do that because you're risky. You, one person is a risk. It's like, suppose you get sick, you can't walk, 
Mm-hmm. They check I mean, two handers clap, not one. Mm-hmm. And they, they had to find it difficult. But as men, I think we, we have to change or we have to adapt to what the world is now and not what the world was in the 1940s and 30s and so on. When a woman would say woman, the only financial input for the household came from one single source. This is now yeah. a situation where women are working like and they're sometimes they're working in industries that are way more profitable than the old industries them that men usually frequent mm-hmm. like I don't want to call the names but I'm just saying like some of these older things that we think make they don't make money anymore like That's true. look look at how much even the the, the 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 optics of how a man like a man in charge looks now compared to what we define it in the cave manage. <laughs> You can't manage the biggest man was the man in charge. Mm-hmm. No, you got people like Mark Zuckerberg. You, <laughs> you have you seen him? Yeah, this, this nerdy kid. Regular looking. Irregular, but he looked like a nerd. Like <laughs> if, if me and Mark get into a, a, a physical altercation, who do you think really stood? Who, who would you put your money on? <laughs> but yet, but yet, and, and, and the same thing. Jeff, Jeff Bezos is the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, Bill Gates, same thing. These guys are not your atypical. Head honcho, a band is not the alpha. This is not how yeah, the alpha the usually look. The world has completely shifted, mm-hmm. but yet we still have very archaic ways of thinking about relationships and very archaic ways of thinking about marriage and, and economics and so on. It's just not, it's not benefiting us. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, because things things have been different, and yeah. um, I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but. It's just an observation that I've made. It's not theoretical or anything like that. Mm. But I feel like we came from a society where men were in charge and men did everything. And like we were talking about women just kind of, you know, helped. Mm -hmm. Well, he was the one bringing in the money and she just did everything else. But then we had uh, situations where we weren't seeing men as much being in charge or um, we have a lot of families where single mothers men are absent mm. yeah were, were, were at the head and so women realize that he's not here so and things still need to be done so I'm going to have to do it myself mm-hmm. so we realize that we kind of have to do things on our own and having done things on the, on our own, we realize that we can do things on our own. So it, or rather with less help from men. Mm-hmm. So you now have a generation of women who have seen their mothers do everything with little help or no help from a man. And they get that sort of, of of work ethic and mentality that I can do it by myself. And if nobody is here to help me, I'm just going to do it by myself. So it's hard when you have that kind of mentality that I can do it by myself and I will do it by myself. Mm-hmm. To then open yourself up to somebody who isn't going to help you. Mm. So mm. it's kind of like you in a situation because now you're placed then in a situation where this person feel like a burden Mm. Mm -hmm. because I now have to be looking after your needs and your interests when you take in because but now you're taking me away from my interests my needs and my interests and 
Um, and you're not providing anything. And it's 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 you're not you're not helping. So it's it's really difficult sometimes that for 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 women, especially women who have had to do things on their own, to open up to relationships to see if you are going to be that person who's going to help mm -hmm. because you've already been doing it on your own. Yeah. So it's the same mentality, like the buck stops with me, mm -hmm. wherein you may have a man out there who's willing to be tagged in. Yeah. But you're just, but you just, the same thing that men doing. It's the same mentality. It is, it's born from a mentality of, I have to do it mm -hmm. and I will do it by myself if needs be. Perhaps men feel like men have always had that. Mm -hmm. But because men, I believe, because men have been more absent, it has made women have to step into that role thing. and do the same thing. Because I have to do it. If I don't do it, then who going to do it for me kind of situation? Yep. And then you see the same, <clears throat> the same toxic behaviors that come along with that are the same toxic behaviors that women have adopted as well. Same thing. Same thing. It's like, it's almost like, sex is almost commodified now. It's like, well, you know, you get some... Yeah, get but just, don't, you, just don't cut into my time. Yes, like, exactly. I got stuff to do. Exactly, so. but a lot of guys feel this. It's it's interesting because it's the same exact, it's the same exact thing. It's, it's, a, it's a mentality, but because of... I believe because of the absence of men yeah, in leadership roles, mm -hmm. we've had to see women now fit into that into that mentality. That is interesting. And I think another result that it kind of forms as well, again, not not based on any science Just or your anything. Observation. Mm -hmm. But men boys who grow up with the mothers who have oh, to do everything. You see this, this, the paradigm shift. No, grow up to be men Expecting who still expect women to, to do everything. That is. So we have a we have men who expect to be taken care of. And got the same and exact one one philosophy. That you traditionally see with women. So they they're not looking they're not necessarily looking for a partner they're looking for a replacement for the model. Yep. And the the funny thing is that if she behaves like his mother, mm -hmm. he will leave. Ah, that's tricky, isn't it? So what what are you supposed to do? Because if Give you because if you then start saying and allow him Stephen, to be a man still. I can I can have you here laying down in my house doing nothing. You need to find a job, you need to do this, you need to do that and do that. You're mothering him. Well, you're acting like me mother for I don't exactly. find something. So then he, mm -hmm. he a, lot of, a lot of times you, you see situations where men then turn to other women mm -hmm. who make them feel more wanted and mm -hmm. more needed and like she's ho so happy with your physical presence. Mm -hmm. You know, she's happy you're here every night and that's the kind of woman who gonna boast off and say, well, your man not sleep by me every night and stuff like that. Sweetie, his physical presence doesn't really mean much to a woman who is handling her business. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, yeah. Because that's, she's handling her business. That's and a minimal effort. So his absence doesn't bother her except from an emotional standpoint where maybe there might be feelings involved and so on. Mm. But from the physical perspective, like 
she's been alone before. Mm-hmm. So his absence, you is keep neg- it moving. It's almost negligible. Yeah, you keep it moving. Yeah, I, I, always, I always used to say, like, um, it's the same thing in the reverse, too. Because giving up money, like, if, if you're in a relationship and all you bring is money, mm-hmm. like, that's all you bring to the table. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just giving you cash. Yeah. There's still an imbalance there. Because mm-hmm. the physical presence, the need for support, um, care, general conversation, communication, these things are very, very important. And not only that, but coexisting and cohabitation and all these things, they, they do take some amount of effort. Um, and on a physical plane sometimes too. So if it's almost like paying for a maid, which is what men used to do a lot. Well, mm-hmm. a maid slash sex yeah. baby producer slash... I don't know whatever other a vagina and a pocket. But it's not. It's not really well in the forties. It wasn't necessarily a vagina and a pocket. It was a vagina and a arm to hold your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A vagina vagina and a hand. hand, Yeah, that's the best way to put it. You and and the thing is, what he did is what men did is that they paid for property. Mm -hmm. I by putting this ring on your finger, I'm saying I own you. You Mm -hmm. have my last name. You live in my house. You eat my food. You know what I mean? I give you my money. Mm-hmm. I'm paying for you to provide a service for me for life. Mm-hmm. You, you, I don't know if you realize how slave-like this sounds. Yeah. But they used to beat the women, like put them, put the women over their knee and beat them like the mm-hmm. children because that was the dynamic. Um, and I feel like even in our age, that's not acceptable. It's no longer PC. That's not, that's not, yeah. nobody going to accept that in no public forum. Mm-hmm. But it's the same, it's almost the same mentality that people use. I am going to give you money. I might not beat you. I might not own you per se, but I'm paying for a specific service from you. Yeah. I'm paying you to be my girlfriend. I'm paying you to do these things, to cook me food, to take care of my children. Mm-hmm. It's almost a similar dynamic. And what I'm finding is that the shift is the opposite way sometimes too. Women mm-hmm. who, um, and I'm not attacking anybody. Yeah. It's just, this is, the, the, this is what I've realized. This is not a technique. As you say, it's not a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen women who do the same exact thing. The guy now is the stay-at-home, whatever, right? He's the one who is, he might not be giving birth to anybody, but as soon as them children born, they're in the, the father hand yeah. and he's the one taking care of the house and so on. She brings she's home, the one bringing the home money. Yeah. the money, right? And because she's bringing home the money, she doesn't want to participate in any of that non-money acquiring thing. Mm-hmm. While, you, while she is around, she might, she might, she might be generally happy and, you know, participate in the family gatherings and all of the optics and so outside. But in here... I am paying you to make sure in here is maintained. Yeah. I'm bringing my money and you do everything else. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't know if that's a very healthy thing. I personally don't think so. I think, um, but then again, I'm not but in that not, situation. But it's not healthy in any of in the, any of those. Whoever, those. whoever is the, pro, the financial provider mm-hmm. and the, Let's call it the emotional provider. Mm-hmm. If you, that's all you bring to the relationship and, and, and the other one only sees value in what they bring, mm-hmm. then there's always going to be conflict. Yeah, always. So the, the, if the financial person doesn't 
acknowledge and appreciate the fact that food is cooked, children are taken care of, house is clean. If they don't see any value to that, then there'll always be conflict. And there's always, there will always be a void as well. And for the emotional person who does all this stuff and complains, like, you never spend any time at home. And the financial person who says, well, if I never worked, you wouldn't even have anywhere to stay in the first place. You see the problem. So, so <laughs> it really is about everybody seeing value in what you bring to the relationship. I feel like people need to define the terms of their relationship and don't necessarily follow this whole, um, you know, societal way of thinking like you have to stay home or the woman has to stay home or, you know, the man has to make more money. And that, like all that stuff is, is garbage. It's it, really it really is because whatever circumstances you find in your relationship, it might not fit. Mm-hmm. And then what are you going to say? Your relationship doesn't have mm-hmm. any value because it doesn't fit into the box that society puts it in. I, I really don't. I really don't agree with that. I, and I think, again, people just have to do what makes them happy and what makes them comfortable, what works for them. I tell, I mean, my thing for, for me with my relationship now, like, I cook maybe like 10% of the time. 10% of the time, okay. To be honest, uh-huh. because one, he has more time than I do. Mm-hmm. Two, I gave him a little credit. He, he better. He, kind he of better. better than admit yeah. yeah, like certain things. Ah, certain that, things. It. Like it's one of them things where like I show you how to cook something and then you turn around and make it better than me. Like how is that even possible? Uh, it's possible. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. we have that kind of dynamic that works for, for us. us. Mm-hmm. Where I make more money. So what are you going to do? Decide that I should stay home. I'll give, <laughs> like, give, you, give you the dual responsibility. Like, you make more money, you're, you're out most of the times, but when you come home, you better make sure that like, food dude, on the table. Like, dude, how that work? That, that cannot work. <laughs> that would never it work. Never, possible. ever, ever work. But it's also, it's also interesting, and, and flexibility, I think, is very important because there might be a time, come a time, there might be an opportunity that presents itself where a partner might... I said, let's buck up on some more responsibilities outside. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they get a new job or they, mm-hmm. they get the stamina. Mean, I think there's a certain amount of, you gotta be mindful. Okay, he might not have as much time home as he used to have because he he has bucked up on a, a new yeah. opportunity. You might have to compromise some. You might not be able to do ten percent of the cooking anymore. You might have to do fifty. Right. You might have to do sixty, depending on, again, depending on the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you could just do what all what, what most rich people realize. Just pay somebody to do the cooking. Yeah, well, that's the thing because if if but it is that if it is that like he now has added responsibility and now has a second job or something, that then it should follow that I shouldn't have as much financial responsibility on my back. Or maybe because you two, you two realize let's just double this up and try to make as much in this time as yeah, possible. Yeah, it, it just really is. It's people making their own, just make your own rules. As man. you go, sometimes too. I mean, people changes. have like really strong feelings, like things like, oh, when you get married, 
you 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 got to change your name and stuff like that. Like, like people got really strong feelings about these things. I have and really strong feelings about this. So so you you think no, I'm what? not I'm not unyielding. Not not by any stretch of the imagination. Like I can't be. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I I do have like you know you have fanciful thoughts mm-hmm. about how this would work, and that's something that I I kind of look forward to. That's actually kind of non-negotiable for me. You mean in terms of I'm having... Not, I'm not changing my name. You're not with, you're not with me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, um, it, it just... I feel strongly about it. Um, and it's, it's nothing like woman power or oh, no, no, anything an, like, like that. Or I'm, I'm going to lose my identity or, mm. or anything like that. I mean, more power to women who change, who drop their name and just just carry their, their, their husband's last name but it's just not me um, I'm proud of of who you are of my, my my last name so when, I'm when, proud of the legacy when you get children what will happen then no they'll have their father's name oh there you go thought, that's, that's fine I thought I, don't, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you would give your children like um, no 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 no, no. I, uh, I wouldn't William go like Smash. personally that's, that I wouldn't go that far mm-hmm. but it just for you like as, as particularly since my father died, like I don't want to lose my last name, mm. so we could add on, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but not, not remove. No, not remove. I could de- I, the thing is, I'll be honest. I could deal with that. I could yeah. deal with. I could deal with a dash. I mean, I can't say that. I can't <laughs> no, a lot. Because it, it, it completely erodes my com- my negotiating powers. No, I. Could, I, I, I mean. It, but it, it's just I don't know and, and today I was I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about like ownership mm-hmm. like the reason why women had their husband's last name is so that when people hear their names they know who they belong to mm. and I didn't like to hear that at all as much as it probably is the truth eh? mm-hmm. not disputing it it's probably true but I just didn't like hear that at all because that's not how I ever thought about it yeah. It challenges the very core of what I thought. Like, I, I thought it was more a case of you're joining my family or not. But, I mean, if you look, if I think about it now, we, very we're objectively, both, we're, both we're both joining, supposed to be each, joining other's each other's family, family because yeah. your mother is my mother-in-law and your mm-hmm. father is my father-in-law. So, it, I don't know. It's, it's weird, man. I, I don't know. It challenges me and it makes me a little uncomfortable, <laughs> G. I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even lie to you. It's like, I heard it and I was like, no. That's not what it is, but no, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't have to subscribe to that kind of mentality, even. I mean, but there are people who just feel like, you know, I I am no a part of you, Mm -hmm. so I want to carry your name, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't see anything wrong with that. But like I said, for me personally, that's that's not an option. Um, that's not gonna work. I think the only thing, because what I also think about too, like I feel like I work very hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've established some sort of a professional reputation. Yeah, of so I kind of feel like if I now become Gian Smith, yeah, like, it's gonna be people like, gonna be like, who that be? <laughs> and then you got you might have to start over, kind of. Yeah, like who's that? Like I was communicating with this person, like. What what happened? And then you have to explain. Yeah, it's the same person, new last name. Right. Uh, it could they be get it. They yeah. get it. They when, get it. They when get they, it. When, when you, you see William Smith, though. Exactly. They you don't do. have to explain no, anything. No, no, no. It, it it denotes marriage upon sight. But 
I don't know, man. Gee, I don't know. I've I don't honestly, know. I've not heard <laughs> one compelling argument. That no, there's no make me say there's okay, absolutely no because drop my, my last because name. it's all just tradition and it's all just a culture and it's all just we we're just following along and it's almost like the the, the culture of. In order for you to be successful, you have to be, have a big house and a nice car. Yeah. Like that's generally, but that's only cultural. There's no reason for that. You could take all your money and put it into stocks and bonds, and you could do all these other things and Precisely. have a normal, regular car, a normal, regular house. But you're richer than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett. What? <laughs> the guy lives in the same house he's lived when he started. He lives in the same one floor thing in the same neighborhood. Drives a normal, regular, schmegular car, but he's, he is he's rich, happy. He's and he's happy, happy with he it because he doesn't. He, I don't think he likes. Well, from what I gathered, he doesn't like um, overly complex things, and he's a very routine sort of person when it comes to his life. He doesn't want to dedicate any more mental space to gain into a new house, and mm. he's very like wear the same clothes. Like you, even even. Rich guy again, they changed everything. Cause when we were younger, rich people used to wear different clothes every day, really. But the richest of the rich, Steve Jobs, you know, he moved on. Every time you see him, he's in the same getup, the same outfit. Why? Because, because it reduces, they- it reduces, it reduces complexity. You wake up, your wardrobe is the same. You don't waste any time. <laughs> you grab. Um, Obama said the same thing. He has, he had a, a closet full of this, basically the same. Thing. Mm-hmm. And every day he got up to this the same thing. I'm not wondering if I'm gonna wear blue, black, red, none. <laughs> I am going to wear this same thing. It takes it takes energy from trying to choose and keeps it on doing what you're what you're yeah. dedicated to doing. Yeah, I could I could I could see that. I mean everybody's uh definition of success really is, is diff- different. Mm-hmm. Um for me, I, I just want to be able to travel wherever I want. So for me, that might actually mean I can't afford a big house. And I can't afford uh, an expensive car or something like that. Because I want to be able to, to go. Gian, thank you so much for being on the show <laughs> once again. Gian, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for being yes, here. Yes, I, I hope I hope you're satisfied. I am, because I've been waiting. Um, last year, the first season of the show, I wanted to have you on the first season. But then there's time, there's time, there's time, there's time. And then it had this, this long list. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And... Some of my and friends you also told me, and you, you also told me that you didn't know what to talk to me about. And see? I asked you, like, yeah, the last <laughs> time. I was on your show, Youth yeah. Beat, and Youth Beat, and I was like, Jan, what, what are we going to talk to you? I don't know what to talk to you about. Because I don't want to talk to you about something that you don't want to talk about. Which, not that you don't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. but it's something that you talk about every day. And you're much more of a person no, than just that. there's more to me. There's more to exactly. me than, than, than law. Much more. So, yeah. I'm happy we were able to talk about something yes. else other than law. I'm happy to. All right, guys. We've been listening to Objectively Incorrect. I'm Stephen Smith, as usual. Thank you guys so much for listening. And peace. No gang signs, guys. Later. <laughs>